Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The chase for the championships continues on this Wicked Wednesday edition of Tennis Channel Live. The round-robin drama grows at the women's championships in China. The defending champ is through to the semis, but this rising star was unable to finish. We'll tell you why. The stakes are high in Paris as the world's top two begin their final push for the year-end number one. World number three, Roger Federer, makes a 2020 scheduling decision that catches many by surprise. Plus, which one of these flamboyant Frenchmen would get our rocket shot of the day? Find out on TC Live right now. And we welcome you to Tennis Channel Live, our post-game coverage from Paris and Shenzhen on this final Wednesday of October. Four days complete at the WTA Finals. Second round just completed for the men in Paris. We say hello, everybody. Welcome inside our Rocket Tennis Channel studios. TC Live is on the air with Tracy Austin and Jimmy Arias. I'm Brett Haber. When the sun rose in Paris today, 10 different guys had a chance at the final two spots for the ATP Finals in London. But then there was carnage among the contenders. All kinds of guys who had a chance lost. This is where we started today with all those guys in the hunt. But now with Berrettini just losing to Sanga, Zverev is clinched, and all those guys with the red lines through them, they're out. Very clutch, these players were today. <laughs> you see the opportunity mm. for some of them to be the first time ever getting to the Tour Finals, and they struggled. Gal Monfils is one of the ones still alive. Stan Wawrinka, he's accustomed to being here, so he's still alive. Yeah, four guys for that one spot. And remember, though, that the people that these men lost to are no slouches. I mean, John Isner lost to Green. We got Dee Minore. He had... He had a great win over Roberto Batista Agut. So we knew at some of these stages that these guys, and it just happened to be today where so many were out. And I was a little surprised about Berrettini. Yeah, uh, under pressure, of course, it was a home game for Joe. So Monfils is still alive. Zverev is in. Berrettini has a chance. We'll continue to give you all the permutations as the show runs along, and we show you all the highlights from Paris. But let's start with the big guns who are in action today. This is Novak Djokovic winning the most recent of his four titles in Paris. This was 2015. Remember, he beat Murray in the final. He had a 22-match win streak at the end of the season. He finished number one that year. Will he finish number one this year, coming back to the court at Bercy taking on the lucky loser from France, Jimmy, Corentin Moutet. Moutet is another player that I love because he's fairly diminutive in stature. And I always, <laughs> always like this. I always cheer for the little guys and Moutet hitting some brilliant winners. He actually had a break lead in the first set of this match, but gave that break back. Had two set points also. And then this, this should. Well, that wasn't the point I thought it was, is it? You see Novak a little under the weather, so he wasn't quite himself energy-wise throughout a lot of this match. Here's the point I was thinking about a second ago. Watch this tweener lob. <laughs> that, that has 
to be on the rocket shot of the match. It's a candidate. Yeah. It's a candidate. Got to be in there Those somewhere. Those French guys have flair. If, if you're going to do a tweener, lob is always the best idea. Setter is pretty good at that move. Yeah, if I try true. a tweener, I don't have a choice of where that ball goes. Here's a little controversy. Serving for the match, set 5-4 up. Djokovic misses the overhead. And then challenges. And Mutet saying, wait a minute. He played it. He played, why is he allowed to challenge? He played the overhead. He didn't completely play it. It was sort of a little vague, but he definitely hit it. Got to match point and the very next point. Crushed a forehand winner down the line and Djokovic is through, although not at 100%. 49th win of the year for Novak. He spoke to our Prakash Armitrage after. We're talking about the race for number one. Anything you're doing in particular off court to just make sure your mind is calm? Well, I'm sticking to the things that work for me. Obviously, we're all different. Um, I had time, you know, to, to really get used to the conditions here. And obviously, first indoor tournament, you don't get to play indoor that much. But uh, historically, in my career, always had lots of success in Paris and also London. You know, I managed to find a way, way to win. I know I need to play better every day. Hopefully, I'm going to get to feel better and, and as a consequence, uh, play better as well. Well, just listening to his voice, you know that he's under the weather. So we go from one living legend to another. Rafa getting ready for his debut this year in Paris, taking on fellow lefty, the Frenchman Adrian Manorino. And Anna Manorino can always be very tricky. Not a big take back. He really absorbs pace and power well. Just that one break of serve in the opening set. And it was the serve of Manorino. Look how far out of the court and outside the alley that Manorino is able to get Nadal because he serves so far wide of the center hash mark. Nadal really never got completely comfortable with that wide serve in the ad court, but comfortable enough to get those two important breaks. Rafa looked very good, not great. He won all but four points on his second serve in the match. He never faced a break point, so a comfortable win for Rafa as he gets back to action. First match as a married man for Rafa. Uh, I'm tempted to ask who, who looked better. It's probably easier to ask who sounded better. Djokovic sounded like uh, rubbish, didn't he? It doesn't look as though he's feeling his best, obviously, and he said that. So, obviously, Nadal is looking a little better than Djokovic, but there's a lot of time to go. I've won tournaments where I started the tournament off not feeling well, and as you keep going and start going and get healthier, you play better. Yeah, he'll be more focused with each and every match. That's what you do as you build every match. But, boy, he did not sound well. He said himself he needs to play better, he needs to feel better to go deep, and there's so much on the line. He made way too many mistakes at that opening set, but you could tell he's, he's definitely under the weather. Obviously, uh, Rafa and Novak are battling for the year-end number one. They could play in the final here, as they often do. Were you surprised to see that the two of them practiced together on Sunday right before the tournament? That's not something you normally see one and two in the world do? No, not in the past, for sure. There was no way that you'd see Lendl and McEnroe practice. <laughs> or Jimmy together. and John. Or Jimmy, any of those guys, <laughs> they would never practice together. Roger sort of started a new thing where the top guys all love each other. Do you like that, by the way? Because some people no, don't. A, they I'm like not, that edginess. No, I like the edginess a little bit. I want to see. I want to. That's why I'm cheering for Medvedev to become the, the bad guy. Were you I like that they're nice. Were you friends with everybody, or did everybody hate Jimmy? Who I think Jimmy. No, most people were okay with me. Yeah, but yeah. had I been number one, I guarantee you Connors, Mack, and Rolando would have all hated me. All right, you so. had a big head. I know it. I know it. <laughs> uh, we're going to not cast aspersions on Jimmy. We're going to move on to Dennis Shapovalov. And 
Oh, this is Sitsi uh, Pass and Fritz, I beg your pardon. Couple of young guns doing battle. Uh, this is a big day for Sitsi Pass. It is first set tie break. Sitsi Pass, one of the most aggressive players with his forehand, especially. He was controlling things, taking the ball early. You can see Taylor Fritz does not want to play points this way where he's running side to side. That's not his strength. He likes to control things. A couple of shanked overheads, but they go in for Sissy Poss, and it brings him to match point. And a bad forehand error from Taylor Fritz. Sissy Poss getting the better of these two youngsters, and you've got to believe they're going to battle a few times throughout their career. Sissy Poss won 35 out of 38 first serve points in this match. So that's the end of the line for Taylor Fritz, except that he's going to play Davis Cup for Team USA. But, but that said, Tracy, you've been watching Taylor Fritz in Southern California since he was a wee lad. Are you of the belief after seeing him this year that he's headed to the top ten? I will say yes, because he's actually surprised me the way that he, not his work ethic, he's always had that. I, I use that word professional when I think of Taylor. He, no, st no stone unturned. Um, but you said it yesterday, and I saw Taylor from 10 years old grow up in Southern California playing the juniors, and I was one of those that thought, okay, it might be difficult to get to the top 10 because of his foot speed. He's impressed me with that, his his. Uh, transition game is improved. His net game is improved. I just love his work ethic. That's the part that has to improve now. His speed, when I first saw him play, didn't think he was going to be mm -hmm. fast enough, athletic enough to get to top 10. But he has sort of gotten to where he's defending reasonably well. He did so well today. And he's now got to get that next step of the transition game, coming forward, taking advantage. Just Anna 22. Cohn, Anna Cohn's got to be the guy that's able to teach him that. I, I remember when we called you and me his first uh, tournament in Memphis, he said, you can get away with kind of eh, footwork in juniors. You can't get away with it in the pros. Uh, here are the matches in Paris tomorrow. If you like one-handed backhands, guys, you're going to like that Dimitrov team match, right? There's a lot of great matches here. I like the Demonar Sissipas match just because it's two youngsters and Zverev Shapovalov as well. Those are these are all interesting How matches. About Stan and Rafa. I mean, you've got two major champions, and Stan has had a good year and he's healthy. That's really key. And uh, Stan That's beat good. Rafa at this tournament four years ago, to say nothing of an Australian Open final where Stan beat Rafa. We've got lots to get to on our post-game coverage on this Wednesday. When we come back, Prakash will have a chat with Stan the man, Vavrinka, as he reascends into the top 20, where he rightfully belongs. Plus, Bianca Andreescu has had a dream season, but it has been punctuated by injuries. And another one today. So she is through. She has clinched the semifinals. Extends her win streak to eight straight at the WTA finals. Late match in Shenzhen. Must win for Andrescu and Pliskova to keep semifinal hopes alive. 
down. Look at on that return of serve of Andrescu, who actually was up to love in the opening set, plants the left leg, and then her leg just goes out from underneath her. And she says it was a meniscus, which is on the inside of the left knee. She had it no, taped. I think she should push it in that, in that situation. I don't want to stop. She tells her coach, Sylvain Bruneau. Leg heavily taped. She still tries to carry on. Cannot move. Is clearly hobbled in her movement. And then this is when she just calls, calls it quits. Probably a wise decision given everything she's been through this season. Remember, she was 8-1 against top 10 players coming into this week. So she's now 8-3 and, and will presumably finish the year that way as she leaves the court earlier than she had hoped. So Andrescu is out of the tournament. Pliskova gets a win. And we want to update the standings for you after two stages of the round robin. As Tracy said a moment ago, Svitolina is through into the semifinal, so we highlight her name. The other spot in the purple group is going to go to the winner of Friday's match between Halep and Pliskova. Pretty straightforward in that group, right? I like straightforward, so we don't have to do as much math. Okay, the other group is not straightforward. All four players are still alive. We're not going to give you the whole sets in the games nonsense. All we'll tell you is that the three Bs on that list, right, Barty, Benchich, Burtons, all control their own destiny. If they win their match, they're in. Kvitova needs to win her match and needs help along the lines, and, and that's all we'll tell you. And it might go into down to sets. It's, it, it makes it Jimmy's exactly. head will explode no, if we start to do them. But can I circle back to Andrescu because obviously it's been a dream year for her, but how concerned are we that between the shoulder and now the knee that this young woman is having a hard time staying healthy? Yeah, I think a little more concerned now. The shoulder took her out for a long time, basically from Miami all the way Played the French Open for one match, had to retire, had to default in the second round, all the way to when she won in Canada and then miraculously won the U.S. Open with so few matches under her belt. But this looks like another big injury. So it is concerning. She's only 19 years old for someone who was so injured as a teenager. I, I know the feeling. So hmm. these next couple of months, I hope she really spends a lot of time in the gym and just shores Shores everything up. I mean, if it's a meniscus, she's going to have to have a surgery, but it's not a bad surgery if, yeah. if they can just get in there. It can be four weeks, six weeks, something like that. Usually arthroscopic for yes. the meniscus, as we show you. The match is coming up beginning at 4 a.m. from Shenzhen. We start with Barty against Kvitova, then Bencic against Burtons. Remember, Burtons in as an alternate actually has a chance not only to advance, but to win her group. Unbelievable. She has worked so hard to get to the championships, played like seven consecutive weeks. A real opportunity for Burton's. All right, uh, Jimmy, I recall as we go back to Paris and Raonic against team that you picked an upset here, Raonic over team. What happened to that? Jimmy? I did. I was fairly confident in my prediction yesterday, <laughs> but the first set went to Dominic team, and then Raonic reestablished himself on the indoor court, winning the second set, 7 5. We go to the third set, and the player that has been the better of these two all season long. Dominic Team, who has improved indoors, who has improved on a hard court. He started to get control. He got a late break in the set. Why didn't you think of all these things yesterday when you made your pick? Well, yesterday I was not as smart as I am today after seeing this. thinking about round to serve. Serve forehand and the backhand return of Team, I thought was going to struggle, and it probably did, but he still found a way to win. All right, let's look at uh, the UTR for the next match. That's between Fonini and Shapovalov. We know that Fonini's ranked 12 in the world, but looks like Shapo has the better trending UTR. Usually that's the player that wins, has the momentum, has the confidence, Thank you. Inst plays instinctively on the big points. 
Shapovalov, he takes such big cuts, but since he's brought Yuzhny on the team, he's, I think he's making better shot selections. And with Fonini, you never know what you're gonna get, but he's certainly a slasher. He certainly is entertaining, is certainly emotional, so it goes down to the third set, and this is when Shapovalov is already up a break, and Fonini sees that one drift wide, doesn't like it, one racket crack, and then another. I like how he gets air on the second one, just to make sure that he can crack that racket in half. You mean Fonini broke a racket? What are the odds that's, of that? I don't think that's tough to do in half, and great win for Shapovalov. Continues to, I think, improve and round out his game. Become more Definitely improving. I think Eugene's done a great job with him. When we come back, a change to Roger Federer's plans for the new year will tell you where he isn't going now. Back on TC Live and back to Paris for Stan Wawrinka, back up to number 16 in the world this week, taking on Marin Cilic, who's down to number 39 this week. And you can see why when you watch this match, because Cilic actually had control in some respects. He had the more great chances. He had eight and all, but Stan was able to save seven of them. And when they got to the big points, when they got to the tie breaks, Cilic fell apart a little bit. He only faced one break point in the match, Cilic, and he wasn't able to save it. And so this is a matchup of players that going in different directions. Stan confident. Stan's first win in Paris since 2015. He spoke with Prakash after the match. There's a lot still going on with the rankings, a lot of possibilities for the last couple of weeks of the year. What are you doing to make sure you're not distracted at all and just sort of focused? I mean, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't change much. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm 15, 15 in the race. Uh, my goal is to finish well the last tournament of the year, uh, to play my best tennis. If I can fight on the courts and if I have to lose, I want to, to leave the courts in the year by knowing I gave everything on the court. You enjoying your time in Paris? Nice little dinner with Pharrell the other night. How was that? Paris is always a good place uh, <laughs> to have some, some great food, uh, good dinner. I have a lot of friends here, uh, always enjoying. Bercy is a bit far from the city, so it's, it's tough to go every night in the city. So uh, stayed quiet also a little bit, but I came earlier and I had some, some great fun. Stan and Pharrell, not, not a dinner uh, partnership <laughs> that I, I would have predicted prior to today, but tennis creates crazy connections. So Stan with a chance if he wins the tournament to get into the ATP finals. Not bad for a guy who was outside the top 250 a year and a half ago as we checked the social net for today. We told you Roger Federer has made a change to his schedule. Guys, he's not going to play ATP Cup now at the beginning of next year. Yeah, I think in reading through that, he said that for his family and himself, he wanted to spend a couple more weeks back home in Switzerland. It makes sense. At 38, he really has to be careful with his schedule and keeping his body fresh. So Switzerland, by the way, is now entirely out of the ATP Cup because their highest-ranked player is out. We won't bother explaining the rules. This is Charlottesville, Virginia, the challenger at UVA last night. Jack Sock on court against Sekou Bangora. Jack had to retire after losing Correct. the first Please. set, and that means, Jimmy, he is now unranked. Six, three. This is normally his best week of the year. He won Paris last two years ago, and then last year he made it all the way to the quarterfinals. Here's how his ranking has gone. This is interesting to see. Eight in the world on this date in 2017, 105 last year, and now 
No ranking whatsoever. He's not even in the game, theoretically. He has zero points. The only win that he got this year was in Labor Cup, where there are no points. Tennis.com has a nice preview of tomorrow's match in Shenzhen between Benchich and Burtons. Tracy, some thoughts on that match? It's interesting, this matchup, because you always wonder why one side is winning so much. Burtons is 3-0 and against Benchich. And, you know, maybe a couple of those were last year when Benchich wasn't on the high that she's been on this year. Uh, Burton's has a lot of slices, so changes pace. Benchich, as we know, likes to hit everything early, right about waist level. Also, Burton's is able to be pretty aggressive off the serve, finish some points off at the net. Uh, really interesting just that Burton's is still alive in this tournament. Well, Burton's did well here last year as well as she made semis last year, so she's confident in the in the tour finals and Benchich, who knows? She's been playing great against top 10 players this oh, year, has she? but she hadn't in the past. So we'll see what happens. By the way, Burton's in as an alternate. And if Andrescu can't play that third match, uh, Sophia Kennan's going to get in as an alternate, which means the streak will remain 49 straight years with at least one American in the WTA finals. Who's going to get our rocket shot of the day? You've seen several of the candidates. Winner on the way. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Would you believe that for all the amazing candidates that we had earlier in the show, none of them got rocket shot of the day? This did from Pear and Monfils. He hits it on the wrong side of the racket. And then, look at this tweener. It looks to me like Monfils sets him up for that one, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, he should have been able to hit a winner drop volley, but who cares after the couple of shots that they hit? This looks like an exhibition match, and you got to remember Gal Monfils is trying to make it to London, but... Look at the score. This is 6-5 when all of this takes place. In a Masters 1000 tournament. And then he could have hit a forehand, but he doesn't have a lot of confidence in his forehand, so he decided to go tweener. Not often you see two tweeners on the same point, so Monfils won the match, but his buddy Benoit Pair gets the rocket shot of the day. Uh, We have our two experts sitting here, so we thought it'd be a good time to do our Ask the Expert question, which is presented by Tennis Warehouse. Today's question comes from Hannah Douglas. She says she's a beginner. As a general rule, guys, what size racket head should I be using? Well, I think of Hannah is a junior, certainly 98 square inches or 100. And I think if she's an adult, maybe go up to 100 to 110 because that will give you a little bit more power. The racket does some of the work. Stick with 98 to 100 for me. For you? my taste. Just the bigger racket gets difficult to maneuver if you're going to get to a better level. If you're going to take the racket straight back and push the ball, then yeah, go ahead with the 110. Okay. All right. If, you've if got you a- want to learn how to hit modern, sorry, Brett, but if you want to learn to hit the modern game, a lot of these ladies just kind of hit like this. Some of my girls. We're not advocating for this for the <laughs> frying pan uh, forehand. If you have a gear question that you'd like to ask the experts, you can post it to any one of the Tennis Channel social media platforms and use the hashtag Ask the TC expert. Uh, Looking ahead to tomorrow, Thursday, uh, let's look at the feature matches that we have for you once again using the UTR. Are we using the UTR? We're just looking at all the Thursday matches instead, starting with Team and Dimitrov, and then the big guns get going with Djokovic against Kyle Edmund, who had a nice win today. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dimonar and Tsitsipas, because I think this is a, a 
matchup that we're gonna see so many times in the future. I think they'll be vying deep in Grand Slams. I love the way they play. Tsitsipas goes so big. Demonar is just an incredible athlete. I'm gonna try to go 0 for the entire week. I'm picking upset wins. So for these matches, my upset win is Stan Bavrinka over Nadal. Three and I believe 18 overall lifetime stand against uh, Nadal. But he's but he, got three. Yeah, and one at this tournament four years ago. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm, as I said, I'm trying to go 0 for 7. I'm on my way, 0 for 1. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I like tomorrow. your bravery, Jimmy. You know who it. really likes that pick? Who's that? Rafa. He thinks that's a great pick. He does? Yeah, because you're picking Stan. <laughs> and you're, you've been wrong all week. Oh. That's true. Let's uh, take one more look at what we've got coming up for you tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll have full coverage of the WTA finals from Shenzhen with both main draw matches. That'll be Barty against Kvitova, Bencic against Burton's. Coverage begins at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, for Tracy Austin, Jimmy Arias, and our entire Tennis Channel crew, I'm Brett Haber. We'll see you tomorrow for another full day of center court. Go Nats. Stay in the fight. <laughs>